Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 1004 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. Cold Waves 10 is the biggest show yet, taking place September 22nd through the 25th at Metro, Smart Bar, Riviera Theater, and La Nocturne. Cold Waves is a celebration of Chicago's relationship with industrial music, the memory of a fallen brother, and a fundraiser for Darkest Before Dawn, a nonprofit providing resources and support for workers in the nightlife industry. For more information, including the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week, we are chatting with Sunday Riviera openers Diego and Alessandra. This is Hapax.
my name is Diego. Um, I in in Apex project uh, I play guitar, and uh, here Alessandra. I write the lyrics and uh, provide some inspirations. Yeah, inspiration. <laughs> Alessandra, Alessandra is a. Our first critic, you know, music critic, when we created a song, is the, our first listener. Normally, I'm in charge of the, the sound uh, arrangement and uh, the artwork as well. Michele is a singer, and uh, actually we have a, a drummer, a real drummer, Francesco. And Michele is, is too busy celebrating his birthday today. Couldn't come hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Michael. Give me a little bit of the, the background of forming the band and your influences and in, in figuring out the sound that you wanted. In the 2014, before uh, Apex Project, uh, Michele and I had another project, a different project uh, like Apex. Uh, we played, uh, Michael, for example, play guitar, I play bass. In uh, that period, I remember that uh, there is a intense uh, situation in Italy for a return to cold wave of post-punk music. I remember that, uh, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, mm-hmm. our friends, uh, Geometric Vision and Ashcode, with uh, the Swiss Dark Knight labels, uh, came out with the first album. And so we are very stimulated from this. And uh, Michele proposed me to play a guitar in uh, his songs. I remember the first song, uh, Thank You for Alex. Thank you for Alex. Yeah, the very first song. And it was actually a joke. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. Uh, do you want to yes. talk about uh, the idea? It was or... a joke for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Alex is me. So he pretended to be a um, very old cold wave band, Belgian cold wave, but actually it was uh, himself who had uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> composed <laughs> the song. So he said, uh, do you know that band? It's a very old band from the 80s, uh, uh, cold wave band. No, I say I never heard uh, Thank for <laughs> yeah, Alex yeah, thanks for Alex. They are pretty famous. I said no. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't remember. Sorry, I don't remember the name of that. Mike. Unhappy uh, birthday. Uh, unhappy <laughs> birthday. Uh, yeah, unhappy birthday. It's the name of the, this uh, uh, virtual band. And um, I remember that I liked very much the idea, and uh, I liked the sound and uh, this approach. Uh, so in um, twenty two or three weeks, I remember we created maybe 14, 15 previous uh, idea and proposed the, the, this idea to Valerio Lovecchio was with Dark Knight. He said, okay, guys, made the, an album, entire album. So yeah, full length album. We immediately record the, the songs uh, and uh, Stream of Consciousness came out. In, in fact, the, the name of the album is so related to, to, to this uh, waveform of, of um, production of the, the, the album. Very spontaneous uh, yeah. way to create. Yeah, music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Stream of Consciousness. Uh, in Tell me about the decision to sing in English. I, I'm always curious about how, how bands, you know, international bands just decide on that. I feel like in America, at least, very few acts are able to break through if the lyrics aren't in English. So, so was that a conscious choice to, to have your music be understood in more places? Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, for example, Russian or Icelandic, maybe they sound a little bit uh, more uh, exotic. 
Oh, to she the international away with audience, the yeah, yeah, the Turkish, same like for yeah. Else and the Cult, or uh, she passed away. Uh, who sing in Turkish? We actually um, would like to um, uh, say something, and we would like to our message to reach out uh, to a very broad audience. So that's the reason why we have chosen to sing in English. We wanted our message to spread out. Of course, it's also about uh, the metric, because uh, about oh, the, the, the melody. The phonetic, no, the phonetic of the language, maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think that uh, for us, uh, um, using English uh, is uh, like an instrument, like is a um, particular sound of guitar or a particular sound of a, a synth, you know? and uh, to create uh, for us a sound maybe for our influence in, in an, another um, uh, genre or um, the music that influenced us over other bands or for our uh, influences of our music um, culture, I don't know. Another reason maybe is another language is very complicated to use in, a, in a music maybe i can't write in english in italian for example to, to create a lyrics it's so it's a language very difficult very for this kind yeah for <laughs> this kind of music normally if you the, the the rock band in italy is very maybe brave to write in italian in, in italian i think I so. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about quarantine uh, it looks like you you guys were very busy during quarantine um, re-recording your albums live and putting those out there. So tell me about, was it just, you know, being stuck and needing to do something and not being able to perform live? Tell, tell me about the decision to go back and, and redo those in a live form. You know that when, when the lockdown started, we thought immediately that it's important to uh, stay in contact with each other. Because uh, we in the band, not so. see as often yeah. as we used to. In Italy, in past, it's, yeah. So. In Italy, for two months we don't we didn't and see long, each other. Longer than yeah. two months. Two months. Yeah. Uh, March, April, February, April. Uh -huh. And uh, we thought that it's a nice idea to to play to create a live in streaming because, uh, uh, for example, Monade, the the last album came out uh, two months. Uh, before the pandemic, so we couldn't have the possibility to play uh, these songs uh, live. So um, we thought that it's nice to to play the uh, the entire album of Monade in streaming. So we uh, we, we called live in quarantine because uh, it's during the quarantine. <laughs> really, I remember it was incredible because uh, we play together in our home. And uh, it's nice uh, together again. I remember we we had uh, a lot of positive feedback from these from friends, fans. Uh, it's so nice. And uh, in May and uh, in July, uh, we thought to again uh, played uh, cave, for example. And this time we played uh, in a real cave. Uh, very, it's 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 a cave uh, uh, very close to our our eyes because in our land uh, there are many many caves in the background. And so we think this is so nice to to play in a real cave. You know, present the, the the entire album of cave. 
And um, after Valerio proposed us to uh, complete the trilogy of live with the first album, Stream of Consciousness. But this time uh, we, we, we thought uh, it's nice to have a um, guest this time for all the songs. It's very nice. There's a place in America, it's, it's down in Tennessee called The Caverns. Mm. And it's, it's like this famous venue that I, I really want to get to. And it, that sounds sort of similar to, to what you did for the cave. But, but you know that Naples, Naples is full of, uh, of caves, of caves caverns uh, in outside, but, but it's a very ancient. Uh, because it's layered. Yeah. It's like, uh, there are many layers in Naples. Do they have any music venues like that where they sort of built it into the cave? No, unfortunately no. No, unfortunately it's not so simple. To archaeological site. <laughs> ah, archaeological site. You know that, for example, one in a very famous place in yeah. Naples, cave yeah, is the, the, the underground Naples. Yeah, is called. underground Naples is called. Uh, is a very ancient. It was also maybe a shelter. It became a, a shelter uh, during the Second World War.
So tell me about your newest release, the Exile EP. You put that out last year, and it looks like the the record sold out. I, I saw there's another white pressing as of today. It looks like there's maybe a, a couple copies left. So it looks like that's doing really well. Tell, tell me a little bit about that release. Exile uh, had been conceived during the quarantine, so it speaks about isolation, about a desire to escape, actually. And also about all the bullshit we have heard yeah. <laughs> of during the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. The difficulty in, during the quarantine, the most difficult uh, things, I think, that uh, is uh, to uh, share music together, no? each other. Uh, and so exile or absence, uh, this, uh, this, this form, in, in fact, is more experimental. We have a, a lot of time to experiment of arrangement, the sound for guitar and bass. I think that is a, a bit different from the, the, the other album of Apex. It's more experimental. Let's talk about the, the visual aesthetic. I'm really into the album covers with the, the black and white and what looks to me almost like, you know, hand-drawn, penciled textures. Tell me about the, the visual aesthetic. Diego. Uh, Diego is in charge. <laughs> I am not a graphic designer, really. Uh, this is, a, for me, a hobby, a passion. And when we started the, the, to, to, to create an Apex project, uh, I remember that I, I tried uh, with, I, and I played with, with the art digital Photoshop and the picture. In fact, the Stream of Consciousness cover, the, the, the cover of her, of her first album, is for me the first experience in art digital creation, for example. I remember that I, I, uh, I began with a... Uh, with a picture of mine profile and I distracted the, 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 the image. I don't know. I tried to uh, uh, to represent uh, the, the sound of Apex uh, in, in a graphic that uh, is a, a, so the sound is a mix of genre or influence. I think, I don't know, but the, the graphics, you know, it's not so characteristic or precisely uh, style, stylish, no art digital graphic. This for the first two albums. For the first time in, in Exile, uh, we collaborated with uh, Daniele Serra, he's an illustrator, Italian illustrator, and this is, uh, uh, he uh, painted the real uh, drawing. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this is the first time we used the um, uh, real paint for a cover. Let's talk about what, what's uh, coming up for you. So you, you have a, uh, a North America tour coming up with the, the Foreign Resort. Have you played in North America yet or is this your first time? It's the first time we officially played in the USA because uh, three and four um, years ago, we played in the South of America. Uh, in uh, Mexico City, in Chile, Peru, but uh, we we were uh, guests uh, of a party in uh, our uh, our friends' party in Los Angeles and San Diego. But it's like just a guest. So this is officially the first time we play in uh, USA, and we are very excited. Uh, and uh, in, in fact, when we uh, when uh, we we had the the news from this. Uh, possibility to play in the USA. Uh, we are so excited because uh, this time we have, maybe we are having uh, maybe 15 or 16 events 
uh, okay, all, all, all days. And this was uh, really the first time we, are, we uh, this is a very challenge for us. <laughs> I, I remember that in, uh, in particular in Chicago, we are going to play with the uh, first time with from the 242, maybe no. And this is a great uh, lineup for, for us. And uh, in particular, this, this, this time we, uh, for many events, uh, I, I would like to say that for many events, uh, it's, uh, it's incredible that we play with, uh, we are going to play the co-headliner with the foreign research. And uh, in fact, this, this, this time, uh, we we thanks very much Kemi Fuller of Spectral Music uh, for this uh, occasion, uh, for this uh, possibility. It's amazing to play with the, with the, the guys because uh, we uh, during during the live streaming we uh, met uh, uh, Mikkel uh, like guest uh, in uh, in one song during our live streaming of a stream of consciousness. Uh, do you remember <laughs> uh, from the uh, from that time, we have a great um, relationship with uh, the, the guys of the foreign resort. No, not not like, uh, not only for the music we liked very much the project, but uh, for the relational human relationship because guys is very amazing. <laughs>
On this episode, you heard Silvery Track, Vitriol, and Shining Lover. Hapax can be found at hapax.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Euthanage by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Halo Black and Black Asteroid. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Jamie Duffy. Here is Dre Robinson sharing one of his memories. Uh, I guess it goes all the way back to when um, AccuCrack was on tour with Curve. They were doing an in-store at a record store I used to work at. My buddy was chatting with Dean, and I was all like, don't forget to tell him about the joint we have for him. And Dean kind of leans out to where I am, and he's all, what, what? <laughs> so that's how, that's how we got to meet them. And then, of course, um, AccuCrack was opening. And I just remember after the show, you know, everyone's doing their typical backstage thing and hanging out. I just asked them if they wanted to smoke some weed. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And so we all got really stoned. And then they passed out on this couch at the venue. So I just started calling them AccuCouched after that.